Network presents Football Time. Yay, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for week five in the college football season, and conference play is really starting to get heated up here. Our first big week of college football conference play. Let's start it out with our games of the week with Dynamite David. We got a big one in the Big Ten, Michigan goes to Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Badgers are two and a half point favorites here. Michigan comes in with an undefeated 4-0 record. What do you like about this game here? Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, uh, people aren't quite believing in Michigan yet, despite that 4-0 record, uh, because, you know, or I guess they're just thinking those close losses for Wisconsin weren't uh, as serious as they may be. But I just... I worry for Wisconsin here. I think they, they're still struggling a little bit offensively. Uh, you know, the quarterback makes a few good throws here and there, but they haven't been consistent enough. And, and Michigan's found a little niche in their run game, and uh, that may be enough to get them uh, to, to keep Harbaugh's job and have a pretty successful Big Ten season. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Michigan's run game, and that's where I, I'm sort of liking the Badgers in this one uh, a little bit. You mentioned their offense has been really, really poor, but their defense, if you start to look at their numbers, has been really, really good. Uh, overall, they are number two in the country in touchdowns allowed so far this season. They are the number one rush defense in the country. So, you know, you look at that game last week versus Michigan, they really struggled to run the ball in the second half of the game versus Rutgers. I think we think Wisconsin's defense is probably a little bit better than Rutgers. And then, you know, quarterback play for Michigan has not been uh, very good, even in uh, their win so far this season. He was really, really bad. I believe he only completed like two passes in that second half yeah. uh, versus Rutgers. So, uh, you know, I, I think Wisconsin's defense here is uh, – going to come to play. Now, the question is, does their offense come to play? Because really, that's what's cost them in their two games. It cost them last week versus Notre Dame, where they held Notre Dame to, I believe, like eight net yards rushing, uh, but just could not uh, find a way to score points and then threw a bunch of interceptions. So, uh, you know, I kind of like Wisconsin here, mostly because the history of this game, too. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has struggled versus uh, Wisconsin traditionally here going to Wisconsin. I think this is sort of Wisconsin's last gaps. Uh, they also are still in this Big Ten race here. Uh, they've only lost the uh, one Big Ten game to Penn yep. State. So, you know, this is sort of make or break for them. They have to win this game if they want to sort of stay in there. They still got the game versus Iowa to play. So I, I still think this is a big game for Wisconsin. Now, if they lose this one, then the season starts to get a little bit more murky. Uh, but you, you're right. I, I think we will get a real feel of yeah. where Michigan sits in this one. Yeah, I think Wisconsin desperately needs Merch to step up his game a little bit. Uh, and, and maybe he has a coming out party against Michigan, but uh, probably going to be a low-scoring, ugly football game. Yeah, the 43-and-a-half. Uh, I, I, I don't have that pick. No, but, uh, I, I did stare at it for quite a while, but then I was worried uh, we might get some sort of Graham Mertz uh, pick fest and all of a sudden uh, a 15-13 game turns yeah. into a 42-13 game. Uh, so I, I stayed away from the under, but I, I am leaning a little bit on uh, – 
Wisconsin side of things here. Once I, I sort of looked at the defensive numbers, but uh, we'll get a real feel for Michigan, I think, this week. All right, next up, big matchup in the Big 12. Texas goes to TCU. And speaking of a team that has someone's number, uh, I started to look at the stats here. Nine of the last 10 years, TCU has won this game. They have owned yeah. uh, Texas. So uh, this one's an interesting one. Texas coming off a big win versus Texas Tech, where they put up a you know a huge num- amount of points. TCU coming off a disappointing loss versus another rival in SMU. Uh, Texas comes in as a five point favorite. What are you feeling on this one? I'm I'm really feeling Texas here. I think TCU's uh, not the same defensive team that we've come to know and love, and and Texas. Uh, they switched quarterbacks and they found a really rhythm, a really good rhythm offensively ever since that opening loss uh, to uh, Arkansas. Uh, not yes. opening loss, but a few weeks ago. Uh, but I just, you know, the points that I saw TCU give up to to uh, SMU. SMU last week. I I just I think Texas's offense is probably even bigger and better and and better than uh, SMU. So I think Texas is going to win. And and now it's going to be a shootout. I could see it playing a lot like the the Texas, Texas Tech game last week. I could see Texas, you know, allowing uh, 20 to 30 points, but I think they're going to be in the forties range. Yeah. This should be an interesting game, uh, especially since TCU has had Texas's number uh, so much in the past. I don't like a play on this game, but there is probably going to be a temptation on Saturday to want to take TCU on the money line. I think that's probably the smart play, uh, you know, here. If you want something, uh, you probably ride Texas thinking this is going to be a blowout, and then you might want to hedge a little bit there on the TCU money line since they've owned this series so much. And uh, Gary Patterson yeah. really likes to beat up on Texas. If I was a Texas fan, if this is a close game, I get, yeah. I get nervous. Yeah. Uh, I think they, but I think it's going to be a blowout and I, I think they're going to come out gun slinging and uh, jump all over this TCU team. Yeah. I, the thing with Texas is you never know what's coming. Uh, you know, That's last true. week we got good Texas. Do we get bad Texas this week? It's uh, always a roller coaster ride uh, for uh, Texas here, but uh, this should be an interesting matchup. Uh, you know, uh, we also mentioned, TCU doesn't have any losses in the conference in the Big 12 yet, too. So their slate is clean, and I I think everybody's looking at this Big 12 conference and thinking it's open here. They've seen how Iowa State has played. They've seen how Oklahoma has played. And uh, if you're just going off who's played well in conference play so far, it's been Texas and probably Baylor. Uh, So, you know, I I think everyone's right now entering conference play thinking they have a shot other than maybe Kansas. Oklahoma State's got some good wins. And Oklahoma State, but uh, their good win counts as Boise. That's not a conference win. Uh, But uh, I do think uh, this should be a really entertaining game. Uh, It usually is. uh, So, See how that one breaks down. Next up, we go to the SEC. The Tennessee Vols go to the Missouri Tigers. This, I think, is probably one of the big swing games here for who can – For both teams. For, yeah, yeah. I, I just – you'll sort of see who gets uh, – probably that second spot is probably out of reach for both these from what I've seen so far. But that third spot and maybe a, a six-win season, a seven-win season – possibly if things really break right for these teams is probably up for grabs in this game. So uh, Missouri at home here, the three point favorites. How do you think this thing breaks down? I I think one, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I think uh, what each team does well is going to be uh, slightly different. Missouri, I think is giving up something um, like 200 and something rushing yards per game this year. Uh, That plays to Tennessee's strength. Uh, I think Tennessee 
Uh, looks like Hooker's going to play, so their run offense is going to be uh, really well, uh, really good. And uh, I see them just not really trying to push the ball downfield too too much. They're going to they're going to do what they can do well, and I think they're going to execute well against Missouri. Now, on the other hand, Missouri throws the ball pretty well, and I think Tennessee's pass defense is is lacking uh, to say the least. So I think it's going to be a back and forth game, a lot of scoring. Now, uh, turnovers could play a huge factor here, uh, but. Really, it's way too close of a game to me for me to make a play on it. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, big game for both of these teams. Uh, could be a bit of a struggle for Tennessee. That's an 11 a.m. Central time yeah. start. Uh, so hopefully they're ready to go early that morning. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, these two teams are sort of uh, going to try to pick on each other's weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, you know, Missouri probably has the worst uh, college football rush defense, uh, yeah. especially amongst, you know, big time teams uh their rush uh defense is terrible tennessee should be able to run the ball on them and then you flip things over on the other side of things uh tennessee's pass defense really really poor uh missouri has uh pretty much just gone to air it out mode uh uh here uh they really threw the ball a ton versus boston college uh, so that really plays into their strength uh, the only thing the missouri line is uh, a little shaky even though they do like to throw so much so maybe tennessee can get to that quarterback that's where those turnovers get created maybe they can get some points there but the other thing on that is i, I don't love tennessee's pass rush i like their pass defense uh to be able to maybe maybe get a little bit of pressure on the quarterback maybe force him into mistakes but i do think there'll be big plays also available there yeah and uh, i just wonder if we can exploit that missouri uh line there like boston college did yes they gave up big plays but they also got enough uh you know turnovers off a uh, bad offensive line play to force that can tennessee do that i think that will determine really what this game because I, I do look for tennessee to be able to run the ball really really well and maybe maybe this is the time we hit one of those big deep plays down the field i'm sure there'll be three or four where they're open whether the ball gets there i don't know but uh i'm assuming at some point in yeah. one game we hit one or two of those and uh we get some points so uh i did not take this one but i will say i'm staring at it pretty hard i really kind of like that plus three there i think tennessee is a well, little bit better of a team here yeah i know i the my uh my service that I looked at mm -hmm. earlier, it's already dropped to two and a half. How's so uh, money's coming in on the balls there. But I, I think it's going to, there's just no telling where this is going to go. Uh, I, like you said, I think, I think the big play factor is going to be an interesting thing too. You know, if Tennessee gives up some over the top plays to Missouri and, and, and then get, if it gets out of control where Tennessee has to get away from the yes. run game, that hurts them too. They need to keep this game within reach to where they can utilize that run game because it's going to be effective against this Murray, Missouri defense. Uh, yes, everyone's is. All right, yeah. uh, we'll move on uh, to the Minnesota Golden Gophers going to Purdue. I I don't know if I quite would have highlighted this game, uh, but uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how Minnesota bounces back here. Do we get the Minnesota from two weeks ago who goes into Colorado wins 35 nothing or do we get the Minnesota who struggled with Miami of Ohio three weeks ago and then somehow uh, loses to Bowling Green the week before uh, scores 10 points in the game uh, Purdue uh, off to a three and one start uh, but I didn't think they looked great versus Illinois it seems their running back who's been out uh, since that Notre Dame game 
has sort of affected this offense a little bit, but they did find a way to win that Illinois game. Can they find a way to win this Minnesota game? I, I like Purdue to get this win. I think uh, I think Notre Dame is a really tough team, could end up being probably one of the best teams in the country this year. Uh, so that being their one loss now, they did look a little sloppy last week. Hopefully they can get their offense going uh, a little bit better this week. But just Minnesota losing to 30-point underdog, Bowling Green at home, just – should never happen and you follow that up with a tough road game at probably Jeff Brom's best team at Purdue uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty for the Golden Gophers Purdue's going to win big yeah uh, I really think Purdue's going to win this game but with the wild card of Minnesota and not knowing what I'm getting yeah. I, I just I don't think I have confidence laying a bet either way especially with Purdue being favored in this game you know I mentioned uh, you know last week if Minnesota takes care of business first Bowling Green what do you think this line is? My guess is it's not Purdue being favored in this game. Because of that loss, this line probably swings, you yeah. know, three whole points here. I, I still probably would have leaned Purdue. Yeah. Uh, it just I think Minnesota losing their running back, Ibrahim, at the beginning yeah. of the year has just really changed their team. But that that's the thing. I think if I got Purdue plus two and a half, I'd be a lot more yeah. bullish on it exactly. than if I'm getting Purdue minus two and a half here, especially after what I saw from Illinois and their ability to sort of control the pace of the game here. I don't know if Minnesota can quite do that. They did uh, play a low, slow scoring game versus Bowling Green. It just happened they weren't the ones on top of that game. Uh, it seemed to benefit Bowling Green more here. But uh, yeah, I, I think Purdue comes out in this game, uh, maybe gets their offense together a little bit more. Uh, we'll see if Minnesota can find their offense. Uh, but uh, that minus two and a half, I just, it's a little too icky for me to really want to grab that after from what I saw from Purdue uh, last week. Uh, versus Illinois. All right, next up, the big game in the SEC, Arkansas, uh, coming off a win versus Texas A&M, goes right into a game versus the Georgia Bulldogs here. The Georgia Bulldogs, 18 and a half point yeah. favorites. Uh, I, I have to think that a little bit of Arkansas schedules here playing Texas uh, two weeks ago, uh, then playing Texas A&M, then playing Georgia probably plays into this a little bit. That's a lot of big time games in about a four week stretch here. Uh, but what, how do you see this game play out? I think they should be getting a little bit more respect than 18 and a half points now, uh, especially looking at Georgia's offense. Uh, yeah, they look great against terrible teams. Uh, okay. Against South Carolina, they, they didn't cover the spread, but I don't think they're going to come out and, and, and jump all over this Arkansas team. Who's really shown they know how to manage a football yeah. game, uh, really well coached. Um, I think as long as they keep their heads and, and don't make any huge mistakes, they can keep this one a lot closer than 18 and a half. Um, but Georgia's defense is really good. Um, but I, I, I think their offense is a little bit of a pretender. I don't know if they're quite worthy of their number two slot that they have now. Yeah, their record may show for it, but I think I think this Arkansas team needs to be getting a little bit more respect than 18 and a half. Yeah, you, you mentioned probably the key points in this game. You know, can Arkansas get points on this Georgia defense? Uh, you know, Arkansas has benefited a, a little bit about getting up in both that Texas and that Texas A&M game, able to control the game because they've been up. They've been able to, you know, for, sort of force their style of play onto those other two teams. If they get behind in this Georgia game, what happens then? Are they forced to throw the ball? Are they forced to get outside their, you know, comfort zone in their offense? 
I don't know if they can sort of do that and make it up versus Georgia, whose defense I think will be coming after them. So I think it's very important to maintain, you know, closeness. Well, well I guess the big question is, is, is Georgia's offense good enough yes. to get that? That that would be the put big the game question. Away. What do you think of this Georgia offense? Versus Clemson, it couldn't do anything. And then they've played, you know, three sort of cupcakes in a row. Uh, UAB, not quite a cupcake, but uh, I don't think UAB was there to play that game. They were there to collect a check and go win Conference USA and raise another banner in their new stadium. We'll get to that game <laughs> in a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's the big key and probably the way to really handicap it. If you think that Georgia offense it has found its rhythm and can score points, you probably lean towards Georgia. If you think it's a little bit of a, a pumpkin and it's turning midnight and they come up against a tough defense like Arkansas, you probably really lean Arkansas here getting that big 18 and a half points. Yeah. I, I, I'm sort of in stay away mode right now in this game just because I want to take Arkansas, but I'm very nervous about them playing, you know, three big games in a four-week stretch. Mm -hmm. That's just... That's a lot of big time games here. You know, I, I would have liked a two week break there. Why couldn't they have played a Vandy and a Mizzou? And then we get into the Georgia game here. It just, it makes me nervous that they might wear down a little bit. They might not be able to jump on them like they jumped on the other two teams and control it. Also quarterback, I, I'm, I don't know if he's fully healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did come in that game. He did make those good first down runs. Uh, but he did have a brace on his knee. It, it might be worse going into the week uh, as he's not warm. You know, he was riding the bike. He was doing stuff, keeping that thing warm. As the week gets more, maybe it swells up a little bit. Maybe he's not quite as, you know, agile. And then you're putting in a quarterback who didn't look totally ready for yeah. that kind of spotlight versus Georgia defense. Yeah. That makes me a little nervous, uh, but I do think it's too many points here. So I just sort of, I'm ready to watch it. I'm not ready to bet on it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Pittsburgh Panthers goes to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Uh, I, I still cannot fathom how Georgia Tech lost to Northern Illinois in that opener. Yeah. And it's, uh, this would have been a three and one Georgia Tech team who barely lost to Clemson if they hadn't lost that Northern Illinois game. And yet they're a well, two and two Georgia Tech team. The way I look at it, we're benefiting by getting points here with yes. Georgia Tech at home. I think they're a much better team than this Pittsburgh. Well, that's what I was going to ask yeah. here. We got uh, Pitt Panthers, who have looked uh, great in some games. I believe they threw up a nice 70 spot versus New Hampshire last week. So yeah. uh, they handled Powerhouse. that one. Uh, but uh, the week before, lose to Western Michigan. Had a tough game with Tennessee before that. Uh, Georgia Tech. uh ever since that Northern Illinois game has looked uh, pretty good, yep. like a really good football game and uh, just put on a great performance last week versus North Carolina. So uh, they're getting three points in this game. How do you think this game plays out here? Yeah, I think, like I said, I think we're all benefiting here. Georgia Tech uh, on the field has proven it. I think Pittsburgh's defense is pretty lousy. Um, they can score some points, but Georgia Tech can score some points too. They just scored a whole bunch on North Carolina and them being the home game. I, I'm leaning Georgia Tech. Yeah. I, I think that's where you see it here. I, I think Georgia Tech's defense is a little bit better than people yeah. think. Uh, and I, I think they'll be able to slow down this Pittsburgh uh, 
offense here, and I don't think the Pittsburgh offense is going to be able to slow down Georgia Tech here. I, I look for this game to play out uh, somewhat similar to North Carolina because I look at Pittsburgh as sort of a, a poor person's version of North Carolina here. So uh, I really like this Georgia Tech getting plus three at home. This also will be actually at their home and not in the Falcons <laughs> arena. Uh, so it will be on the Georgia Tech campus. So there might be actually some Georgia Tech students there at the game uh, who didn't feel like uh, going downtown to the stadium uh, versus North Carolina. But uh, that didn't seem to hurt them any bit. They put it on North Carolina. It'll be interesting to see how Pitt sort of steps up back into a, a real game here after playing uh, New Hampshire uh, last week. All right, next up, Louisville goes to Wake Forest. Uh, big ACC matchup here. Big. Wake Forest getting seven-point favorites uh, here at home. Uh, this is the uh, WikiLeaks game here. <laughs> uh, so Louisville. Uh, has looked explosive on offense, uh, defense. I don't know quite now. Yeah. Uh, Wake has looked uh, really, really great on both sides of the ball here. So how do you see this one playing out? I'm, I'm concerned for Louisville, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think um, they went into Florida State last week. They should have dominated that game. Now, they did control the game for the most part from beginning to end, but they never quite put it away against a really terrible Florida State team that they should have been able to bury. Uh, and, you know, Wake Forest, I haven't really jumped on the train on uh, with them yet, but you've been telling me about them week after week. And uh, they convinced me with that Virginia win yeah. uh, last week. I, I This Wake Forest team is the real deal. Uh, getting Louisville coming to them, I, I think they cover this touchdown. Yeah. It, it, it's a little bit high for me. I worry about uh, a little bit of backdoor action from this Louisville team uh, being able to score there sort of at the tail end. I, I kind of see this game playing out a little bit like the Louisville-Florida uh, State game where Wake sort of jumps on them, get it out to an early lead, controls it, and then maybe Louisville uh, makes a sort of comeback, uh, at least sort of closes the gap. So I, I don't think I'm quite as – a. Uh, aggressive at grabbing this wake minus seven as I was last week versus Virginia. Uh, but I do think this Wake Forest team is a really, really good football team. Uh, we'll see how they handle this and sort of see how they, uh, the pressure sort of gains on them as yeah. they sort of start to pile up more and more wins. Uh, we'll also see that in the Boston College game uh, who go down to Clemson this week. So those are the last two remaining undefeated teams in the ACC. So we'll see how the, uh, Wake Forest deals with a little bit of pressure as being more the favorites uh, than the uh, sort of underdog team here, but an interest game nonetheless. All right, the big one, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Uh, Cincinnati needs to win this game to make their push. Uh, I, I read somewhere that it's only like the second time in Notre Dame's history where they're a underdog at home versus a, a non-Power 5 school. So uh, that's that, quite the stat. Yeah, that doesn't happen very, very often. Uh, I, I believe they lost the other one. So yeah. uh, I, I do believe it was played in like 1968, though. So uh, I, I don't know if I play that into your <laughs> factor or not. But uh, anyway, Cincinnati goes to Notre Dame. They're coming off a of bye week. Um, and then they had that poor performance versus Indiana, uh, which somehow they managed to make it look like they blew the game out and uh, ended up covering that game. Yep. I, I still think everybody's a little bit confused how yep. they covered that game. Uh, but uh, do we get a better Cincinnati here? Um, I, I think the big questions here with Notre Dame, uh, you know, they're saying Cone is probably going to play. How healthy is he? Is he really going to play uh, versus Cincinnati defense? Yeah, I'm not so sure. Um... I think 
yeah, definitely. Notre Dame needs Cohn to play, but uh, I, I don't know if, if his injury, if he's going to be ready to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, they could just be throwing out that, that you know, game plan where Cincinnati's play mm-hmm. for them. Now, the quarterback that fills in for him is pretty much the same type of quarterback, but not nearly as experienced. Now, I do like this Notre Dame defense against Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's uh, turnover prone. We saw that uh, in the game against Indiana. And Notre Dame's defense is the real deal. They're one of the best in the country. And um, I think they're going to be able to make some plays. It's going to be a crazy crowd at home. They just got another big win. Notre Dame's, you know, I guess they never really went anywhere, yes. but they're a powerhouse. Yes. They're, they're back. Uh, but I, if I had to take something here, I would probably lean Notre Dame uh, just because I have more faith in their pedigree. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't trust this Cincinnati team. I think they're a, a little, uh, a little bit of a wild card. Uh, now, if they come out playing their best football, they can win. But I think they're a very mistake-prone team, and that's going to hurt them against an experienced defense that the Irish have. Yeah, I don't quite have a play in this game just because I don't like the mystery of what's going on on the Notre Dame side of the offensive thing. They really sort of. Uh, but cut and pasted their way to offensive points uh, through really all four of their games here. It it just hasn't been smooth. So without that, I I don't know what's coming, especially with Cincinnati's defense, which is really, really aggressive and, you know, a pretty good defense to go up against probably the best one Notre Dame's gone up against uh, so far this season. Better than Wisconsin? I think more aggressive than Wisconsin, Uh, you know, uh, capable of getting to the quarterback, exploiting Notre Dame's weakness in that line, uh, you know, Wisconsin's a little bit more bend but don't break. Uh, Cincinnati's a little more, you know, come after you. Now, uh, you know, there is the fun little defensive coordinator thing where Notre Dame sort of poached uh, Cincinnati's defensive coordinator in the offseason. Uh, Cincinnati was not too happy about how that went about. Uh, so, you know, it, it's interesting there. Uh, you know, I think two weeks ago, I probably would have been all over Cincinnati. But uh, after watching that Indiana game, I just don't trust them here. So I can't go that way. I'm not going to touch Notre Dame, at least until I know more, you know, what's been going on, how Cone is. Uh, Just I know that other guy's played, but he's just not quite what I trust. I trust Cone playing. I don't know if I trust him yet, uh, especially if that – offense just can't move the ball because then this sort of plays out in Cincinnati's favor. If we're in a sort of uh, dust and dirty game and this yeah. game gets in the fourth quarter, they might find a way to, you know, put a couple touchdowns on there. Uh, so I, I'm not quite in the Notre Dame corner yet. I do like them getting one and a half at home. You don't <laughs> see yeah. that a whole lot. Against uh, a non-power uh, five yeah, team. And versus a non-power five team. Technically in my lifetime, I have never <laughs> seen it, but uh, anyway, uh, just, uh, a interesting game here, but uh, there are just too many question marks on both sides that I, I wouldn't aggressively sort of play on this game quite yet. Yeah. All right. Uh, a big one in the Mountain West. Nevada goes to Boise State. Boise State six and a half point favorites. Nevada has been a very, very good uh, underdog type team. This is sort of where they live and they play well in these spots, but uh, always tough to go into Boise. Yeah. Uh, Nevada had a week. Uh, off after that tough, tough game versus uh, Kansas State where they really didn't play well. What do you like in this one? You know, I I like Nevada's offense here. I think Boise State's been struggling offensively to find a consistent consistent run game. Now, they looked a little bit better last week against uh, Utah State. Um, But 
I, I, I really want to jump on the points in Nevada here. I'm nervous about it being in Boise. And I, I don't know if, you know, the way Nevada got run over by Kansas State, if that's the real Nevada or if that was just a bad week and, and maybe they'll bounce back. So I'm, I'm leaning Nevada, but I, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull the trigger on this because I just I don't know how this is going to go. If this were to get over seven, I would probably take them in a heartbeat because uh, I, I think it's going to be a closer game. But I, I, I just don't know. Well, I think you mentioned it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like it if Nevada's getting over that seven point. But yeah. uh, it, it seems to be really solid on that six and a half like the books don't want to move it off yeah you know into that key number range because i do think they start to get a lot of money pouring in on nevada here and i don't think anybody knows quite what we're getting off nevada they had that good win versus cal in a game probably that will play out similar to mm -hmm. this game uh but uh then they had that game versus kansas state where they got beat up Boise State, similar type team uh they found their running game a little bit in that utah mm -hmm. state game which makes you a bit nervous that they'll be able to bully Nevada at the line. I didn't love the way Nevada played offense in that Kansas State game. Uh, you know, Boise State's defense might be able to exploit them there. So I really do like Nevada as an underdog. I love taking them as underdogs. Uh, but that number just can't quite seem to creep to the point I, I have it. I would stare at a money line in this one as well. Uh, you know, I, I know it's really hard to go into Boise and win, yeah. uh, but I do think you're getting – Decent value uh, for teams that match up pretty well together here. Uh, you mentioned Boise State's offense has uh, been inconsistent. Uh, one week, the running game will be all right, but the passing game won't be good. The passing game will be good, but the running game won't be all right. Uh, they just haven't quite seemed to find balance there, but uh, it's hard for me to talk myself into a, a Boise State losing two home games and, uh, for that matter, two home games uh, technically in a row here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think – you said it, if that number starts to climb, I don't know well if it will, because it's held pretty steady all week long yeah. at this six and a half. I might uh, raise a little bit more of an eyebrow towards Nevada, but I think Nevada hasn't given us a ton of reason to be really aggressive towards them yet this season either. All right, Oregon goes to Stanford and uh, Stanford tough game last week versus UCLA. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, some of these Pac-12 schedules, uh, you know, or we'll get into UCLA too. Uh, they just keep coming. Stanford, you know, uh, has played one big game after another. Yeah. Uh, they have Oregon now to deal with on the running side of things after getting beat up by UCLA on the running side of things. Uh, Oregon, I, I think a little bit of a letdown game versus Arizona. I think they got up about 17-3, uh, decided uh, that was enough they needed to do for the game, and uh, Arizona sort of worked themselves uh, back in that game a little bit, and then uh, Oregon – uh, press the turbo button and uh, yeah. put it back on them. But uh, I, I guess uh, people probably saw that a little bit, maybe think Oregon's a little shaky. Uh, the eight seems like a little bit of a big number for me going down to yeah. Stanford here yeah. on this one, but how do you think it'll break down? Yeah, I think this game could be like a 21-13, yeah. 21-14. I think it's going to be right around that line number, which means I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, I think Oregon's going to get the win here, but Stanford's definitely – uh, competitive and talented enough to keep this uh, within range and Oregon's just not the explosive Oregon that we're used to in the past so they're not a team that's going to come out and put 40 on Stanford uh, I think they're going to they're going to grind away for their three to four touchdowns and try to drain clock put together some long drives um, so that being the case that eight points is just a little too much for me yeah that that's where I get 
scared here that eight points is just way way too many on the road here i i don't know if i'd be bullish enough to quite grab stanford here in case uh you know that ucla game uh probably played out pretty similar to how i think this game is going to play out that ended up hitting nine it, it's just it, it's i don't like either side of it uh they still seem to uh give oregon a little bit more point bloatation uh, mm -hmm. to what they are. They're uh, grinded out sort of, yep. you know, they don't play games where points are just exploding. They play, you know, tight knit pro style well, they're, football. Well, well mm -hmm. what used to be pro style, yes. pro styles <laughs> evolving a little bit now. I, I'd say about pro style from 20 years ago. That's pro correct. style. <laughs> <laughs> the technical pro style before everybody uh, just started drafting spread quarterbacks and uh, running spread. But, uh, you know, they run a typical pro style offense. So yeah. it's not an offense that just is explosive plays down the field. It's a grinded out uh, sort of work your way through the game and uh, build your game plan up and, and win, you know, 10, 11 points. Uh, I, I'm not quite ready to go eight. Uh, you know, having watched that UCLA Stanford game, that's sort of how I think this one will play out. So I don't want to grab their points here, but uh, should be an interesting game. Another tough one for Oregon to try to see through their way through the uh, weeds of an undefeated season yeah. here. All right. Oklahoma goes to Kansas State. Kansas State 2-0 so far versus Lincoln Riley under their uh, new coaching leadership the last couple of years. Uh, tough game for Kansas State uh, last week. Uh, couldn't quite find the rhythm. Couple key turnovers cost them that game. They're getting 10 and a half in this one at home. How do you think this one goes? I think they're the books are being very generous to Kansas State here. Yeah, they got they got beat up by Oklahoma State, but you know, it's like you said on our last show, there was a lot of just really bad bounces, you know, just two, three key plays, and that's a game. Uh, so I don't think that uh that game that loss to Oklahoma State is uh, the score reflects this Kansas State team. Um and and Oklahoma, gosh, you know, I I almost had it last week. I got the spread. I almost had an upset special too. They're due. They're, yeah. They are just not good enough to go through this schedule unblemished. And Kansas State traditionally has had their number. And I think they uh, they may not pull it off. It may be another nail biter for Oklahoma. But getting 10 and a half here is just too good to pass up. Yeah. The other thing, uh, the Oklahoma-Texas game is next week. And if you look at the history of Oklahoma and Texas the week before they play each other, they usually struggle in this game. So I, I think the 10 and a half points is really, really generous here. I'd eat that up, especially the way Kansas State has sort of owned Oklahoma the last two years. And uh, Kansas State is not playing any differently than yeah. they have the last two years. And if you watch Steve, Oklahoma is playing uh, much, much worse than they have the last two years. So I, I think this one is ripe for an upset. Uh, the only thing I'd say is Kansas State can control the turnovers. If they get sloppy with the football like they did last week, yeah. it'll probably play out a lot like uh, the game last week uh but if they take care of the football and just grind away uh, i think this will be a tight close game and uh we'll see if they can win it in the, the end they've been a little bit better at closing out oklahoma uh than say a west virginia or other teams who have been uh tight to them in the past but uh good interesting game here and uh this one should be a fun one uh over under sitting at uh 79 and i even saw 80 in some places so uh an 80 points over under in this one Ole Miss goes to Alabama uh this number sits at 14 and a half it hasn't really moved off that I was kind of hoping it, it might creep down to that 13 and a half and then I could 
pounce on it, but uh, they don't seem to want to move it off that uh, because I, I think the whole world would then pounce on it if it went under the key number of 14. But uh, how do you think this plays out? Old Miss, Alabama, uh, can Old Miss go in there and spring an upset? Well, I'll tell you what the bet is here, and you're going to look at me weird when I say this. you got to trust Old Miss's defense here. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the under 79. I think this Old Miss defense is a lot better than they've been in the past uh, couple years. And uh, I think this game is going to be a lot lower scoring than people think. Alabama's offense hasn't been as good as uh, it's been in years past. And their defense has been pretty solid. Ole Miss, yeah, they give up points, but they also force turnovers. Uh, I think that could end a couple drives for Alabama here just enough. Because uh, if it's going to break that 80, they're going to be scoring every possession. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think the, the, the no-brainer play here is take the under. Yeah, uh, actually, I kind of like the under in this one as well. I think Old Miss has been a little bit better and smarter at sort of controlling games and not just getting into the uh, crazy shootouts that they have in the previous two years. I think Alabama will really try to, you know, slow this game down and just – play it under that uh, 80 points and you got a nice little margin there <laughs> in the 80s. So yeah. you don't uh, see that very often. Yes. Uh, so I, I think I really do like your underplay game wise play. I, I think Alabama probably wins this game, uh, especially if they get up pretty, pretty easy here. Uh, but uh, I, I would be interested if this went under the 14. Uh, but I don't know if it will. Uh, I don't know if I'm quite aggressive enough to play that 14 and a half, especially if, you know, Ole Miss tries to tack on touchdowns there at the end. Of yeah, the cover a back door. Yeah, it's like you said. This could this could be a game that's you know, twenty eight to 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 seven, twenty eight yeah. to ten going into the fourth quarter, and then you know Alabama's just yeah. running, punting, running, punting, and then Ole Miss, you know, yeah. bam, scores a touchdown, yeah. tries to get back in it. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I don't know that spread. It's like you said, it's right there on on a tough place to take. So uh, I'm not I'm not taking that action, but I like the under. Yeah, definitely. So all right, Texas Tech coming off a bad loss to Texas, goes to West Virginia, who somehow is coming off a worse loss to Oklahoma. A game they should have won that game. Yeah, they really uh, controlled. That yes, game. they dominated that game and yet could not uh, take the game. And that's why I wanted to talk about this game, because this one concerns me a little bit uh, here for uh, West Virginia. I didn't quite grab Texas Tech here, but I'm staring at it pretty hard because this just screams letdown spot for West yeah. Virginia. If you watch the, their faces and stuff after that game, I think they went into that game thinking they can pull that upset and they just sort of let themselves down and not pulling it off. I my hesitancy here is I don't know how good Texas Tech is. They might be really, really bad. Uh, they were awful in that Texas game. They were awful uh, uh, two weeks ago, uh, you know, where they barely snuck out a win versus subdivision team. So, you know, I don't quite know what level Texas Tech is. I do think that West Virginia defense will be able to keep them in this game. Uh, but I, I'm really worried for a letdown spot in this one. Yeah, uh, it's, it's tough to read this one. Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in West Virginia's defense. I thought they played pretty well uh, most of the year. Now, uh, but like you said, if they're not coming out ready for this one, Texas Tech, you know, you saw some offense in that yeah. loss against Texas. They scored 35 points. Um, so, you know, they may be playing a little bit more loose than West Virginia and kind of more of an, you know, hey, we weren't picked. We weren't picked to win yeah. much, uh, a little bit, uh, nothing to lose. Uh, but... I just – I don't know about West Virginia. They found a little offense early against Oklahoma mm -hmm. with the quarterback change. Uh, 
maybe maybe with another week of preparation with that quarterback, they can get a little bit more performance. Uh, but yeah, I'm staying away from this one because I just can't quite get a read on it. Yeah, uh, what concerns me is Texas Tech comes out, throws up a couple quick scores, and then you're in the you're in the danger zone of whether West Virginia can yeah. come back. You know, I don't I, think they're a come from That's what team. I, I yeah. don't know if they're capable of making comebacks. So if Texas Tech happens to jump on them, if West Virginia gets off to a slow start, then I worry about that comeback. So I would not touch the minus seven and a half under any circumstances. Uh, the plus seven and a half I'd look at, uh, but I just don't have a good read on Texas Tech right now. So I'm off the game, but that just seems like a really, really big letdown spot uh, there. All right, Louisiana Tech goes to North Carolina State coming off their uh, big win uh, versus Clemson. I, I didn't play this game, but I was very interested. The spread 20 and a half. Are you trusting uh, North Carolina no. State to cover a 20 and a half point spread coming off probably the biggest win in franchise history? You know, I, I hadn't picked this one, but I think it's because I just look at, oh, that's too much for yes. NC State. I, you know, I need to look back at that. That's a lot of points for a tech team that traditionally, now while they don't win a lot of games, no, but they play close. They games. play a lot of people close, uh, including uh, was it Mississippi State yeah, earlier this year? They played Mississippi State to a one position game, they yeah. played SMU. Uh, to a one possession game. So, I and mean, that's, and that's not just this year, that's yeah. year after year. They're after also year tested. After. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would put SMU, I would put Mississippi State in the same level of yeah. North Carolina State, and North Carolina State actually lost to Mississippi State. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think these two teams are quite that far apart. But uh, the one thing I will say, North Carolina State has tended to beat up on these style of teams. This is where they, you know, sort of cover uh, a little bit. You know, you saw that first game of the year versus, uh, I believe it was East Carolina, where they just dominated that yeah. kind of game. They, This is where Dave Doreen gets his wins, his games versus this, and then they usually blow the games versus Clemson. They tried very hard to blow that game, but uh, Clemson uh, could not sit and get any offense. So uh, eventually North Carolina State won out. But I, I was just really curious about this game because – it just seems like a whole lot of points for a North Carolina state team where yeah. I, I'm not sure their level is that much higher than this Louisiana tech team. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely probably, if that went up another half a point, mm -hmm. got the three touchdowns. Uh, I think that's pretty good insurance there. I, it probably won't uh, uh, just because of that important number there. But if I were to take this game, I probably won't end up taking this game, but I, I wouldn't look past Louisiana Tech plus the points. Yeah, I know. I, I really stared at it hard. It, it might end up on the board by uh, Saturday there. I just, I thought that was really, really high. Next up, Liberty goes to UAB, opening a brand new stadium in Birmingham, 45,000 seat arena, uh, which is sort of amazing considering this wasn't, this was a football program that was being folded yeah. uh, five years ago. Yeah. And now they got a brand new 45,000 seat stadium. They're unveiling their Conference USA Championship banner. Uh, so Liberty going there, one and a half point dogs here. Liberty coming off a, a loss to Syracuse. And uh, I, I must say, I, I really, really like this game for UAB. Uh, basically, they're a better version of Syracuse. And uh, Liberty really struggled in that game. And uh, Liberty just hasn't played really good no. football so far this they, year. They don't have the talent that they had on this team last year. And I think they're still getting a little bit too much credit for Hugh Freeze uh, there. Yes. Um, I've watched some of those coaching decisions in the Syracuse game. Uh, if you want to see where that coaching level is at. Yeah. So <laughs> I think without the players – it kind of shows his true colors. That's why he had to get the yes. players to win 
at, mm. at Ole Miss. Now that is part of, of college ball is, is getting the players, but UAB is not getting enough credit here yeah. um, outside of that ugly loss to Georgia. They've, mm. they've done their job. And it's like you said earlier, that's what they do. Yeah. Um, they, they don't go into that Georgia game expecting to get a win. They're concerned about their conference. Uh, I think that um, you should take this all day long. Yeah. I think this is a lock. This is a, that's just, you know, UAB is built defensively and being able to run the ball. That's exactly what Syracuse did in that yeah. game. They shut Liberty down yeah. defensively and they ran the ball. UAB just seems to be a better version of that. Liberty going into their, in their new stadium, I just think uh, one and a half. Uh, much like last week where UAB was playing Tulane and they yeah. were getting four points, I'm like, UAB's just a better team than Tulane. Yes, Tulane is, you know, a fun team to watch uh, versus Oklahoma who hasn't seen them play, but uh UAB sees too late play every year. They know their style of football. Yeah. They went in there, handled their business pretty easy. Uh, they handled the business easy versus North Texas. Uh, you know, the only thing is uh, they didn't handle their business for Georgia, but they that's not a game they want to win. They want to fund their fancy new stadium with yeah. a Georgia game. And uh, they owned Jacksonville State. Uh, and if you want to go look at Jacksonville State, they come off a win off Florida State. Solid subdivision program. So I really think uh, this is a really good play. And I think just UAB is the much better team. I haven't seen anything from Liberty this year that makes yeah. them look like the team uh, from last year. All right. Baylor Bears goes to the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys here. Baylor undefeated. Oklahoma State undefeated. Uh, I don't know how often we can say Oklahoma State, who's been shut out in two second halves in a row has still won both games and yeah. covered both games. I don't know how often that's happened, but I can't think it happened very often where you get shut out back-to-back yeah. -back second halves, and yet you remain undefeated. So where is this game going? I don't know much about Baylor. I don't know much about Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, three-and-a-half-point favorites here. That's sort of what the line is telling you. We have no clue about these teams. Yeah, I, I tend to lean Oklahoma State here just because they've been a little bit more battle-tested. Mm. And, and and Baylor, I just don't know if I I can buy them yet. I think you know teams teams move the ball on this Baylor team. They just make the right plays at the right time. Um, they had a really good crowd at home last week, uh, and, and and took advantage of that. But I don't know if they've got what it takes to go in and beat this Oklahoma State team. Now, yeah, Baylor surprised us all. I think they're almost two. Their over under line that we talked yeah. about in the preseason, I think it was like five and a it half. It was. They're uh, probably going to so hit that one. I think they're going to hit their over, uh, but I don't think they're, you know, to beat Oklahoma State, they're going to have to be up there at winning the Big 12 level. And yeah. I, I don't think they're quite good enough uh, offensively or defensively to beat. This I am Oklahoma assuming State. Oklahoma State will have to score points in the second half in this. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if they jump out and go, go. Can point. they go three games in a row, win, cover, and not score any points in the second half? What odds are you giving me on that? <laughs> well, uh, it, I'm guessing that's probably never happened ever. <laughs> so uh, however many college football games I've ever been played to one. Uh, I'll take that. I just, uh, I really don't have a good feel on this one. I just lean Oklahoma State because it's in T. Boom Pickens Stadium. So that probably gives them a leg up. But uh, this Baylor team might be really good. And uh, like I said, we've seen Oklahoma State. They have been shut out two second halves in a row. So I, I, I don't know what that level is. I wouldn't be surprised to see this score total under 30 yeah. points. Uh, uh, I, I think it's going to be a really beat them up, uh, three and out, three and out, three and out, back and forth. Uh, 
first team to get a couple big plays, I think, will, will decide the game. Yeah, definitely so. All right, Mississippi State going to Texas A&M. A&M seven-point favorites here. Mississippi State uh, been right there two games in a row, lost two tough games in a row after winning two tough games in a row. Uh, I really like Mississippi State here. I just uh, – I haven't seen enough offense from this Texas no. A&M team. And I have seen – uh, yardage from Mississippi State. So I know they can do one thing well. It's probably a matter if they can put the ball in the end zone. I think if they can put the ball in the end zone, I've seen enough from their defense where this Texas yeah. A&M team's not going to be able to score. On yeah, them. I think the only team Texas A&M has put points on, what was it, uh, Northern Illinois? I, or, it, uh, no. it, it was the first one. I believe it was, uh, was it Kent State? It was It was mm -hmm. after they played Colorado. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Colorado, uh, New, New Mexico, Mexico, 34 yeah. points on They put up, put up some points mm -hmm. that week, but uh, after, outside of that game, yeah. I think they're like 10, maybe two touchdowns. Yes. Uh, and I, th I, I, I tend to like Mississippi State here. I haven't made a bet on it yet, but looking at it again, um, I think they've been more tested. Yes. Uh, I think they've been in closer games, and A&M just – can't score. Yeah, until AM shows me that they can score and can move the ball and can pass the ball, uh, I just don't trust this team. And uh, we'll, we'll see if Mississippi State can find a way to score yeah. uh, after gaining all those yards. Because, I, I mean, they if you look at every game, they dominate statistically. It's just they haven't been able to put points or they've had key turnovers at bad times. Uh, so we'll see if they can pull this one. But I, I really like Mississippi State going into this one. Uh, I, I think those uh, Aggie fans are ready to turn uh, pretty quick, too. So if this is a bad uh, sort of performance starting out, uh, I think that stadium uh, turns pretty quick. And you got 100,000 very angry uh, Texas fans wondering uh, where our national championship offense that everyone yeah. was touting uh, at the start of the season oh, yeah. has gone. So uh, I, I, I don't even know if the home field plays all that well because I think if this game starts to tip badly uh, then that goes badly for them because I, I think they're become more and more angry fans mm -hmm. uh, sitting in the stadium in this one so uh, should be interesting to see how that one plays out uh, next up Boston College goes to Clemson now Boston College is a very trendy pick on the plus 14 and a half here yeah um, can Clemson score 14 points can Clemson score 14 points uh Maybe so on this Boston College. It took overtime <laughs> against NC State to get to Maybe so on this Boston College defense. I'm not quite ready to go there, uh, but uh, I, I'm not quite ready to also take Boston College on the road in Clemson yet either. So uh, this one's a pass, but I am very curious how this plays out. More than two touchdowns, I'd take about any Power 5 team against Clemson. Uh, they just can't do anything offensively right now. Um, so I'm taking those points. Yeah, sure. I, I, I just – it scares me a little too much in Clemson at night uh, for a Boston College team who has, uh, let's just say, not been a real big game hunter <laughs> in its history. So uh, I yeah. really like well, they, how this. They stormed the field after beating Missouri <laughs> in overtime. I, that probably should sum it up. They were very pumped about a big win over Mizzou. So uh, Lord knows what happens in the city of Boston if they go down into Clemson and win, uh, even if Clemson uh, isn't all that great this year as well. Uh, so 
you know, 14 and a half seemed like a lot, but uh, I just can't trust this Boston College team quite yet without uh, the quarterback. Uh, this would have been a very, very interesting. I probably will be saying that all season long yep. if that quarterback hadn't have gotten hurt because right now I think he's probably the best quarterback I've seen playing college football. Uh, so, you know, tough one there. I, I don't think I'd lean Clemson at 14 and a half, but uh, I, I can't quite uh, make myself uh, swallow Boston College in Clemson at night uh, quite yet either, uh, especially without uh, an offense I totally trust quite yet. So uh, we'll see how that one breaks down. Uh, Indiana goes to Penn State here. Uh, this line sits at 13. I want this to go to 14 very, very badly. I think there might be a late money push here on Penn State, and then I might grab the Indiana Hoosiers on that one. I'm not quite grabbing it 13, but I do think this is a little too high. You think Penn State's getting a little comfortable? I think Penn State's getting a little comfortable. I think these are the spots where Indiana's good at. You know, as favorites and like that, I don't think it's a good team to play, but as an underdog team getting, you know, in and well, around two touchdowns, I think they become a little bit more difficult to play. Well, and did, did Auburn get mm. Penn state's best game this year? Yeah. Uh, is, they use their wide out. They're probably not going <laughs> to do that again. Uh, you know, they're just not going to be up for this game as much as they were for Auburn. So, uh, you know, if Indiana gets two touchdowns here, like you said, that's a lot for, a team we thought could compete for the yeah. Big Ten at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I, I just I, I think these this is probably the best spots Indiana has been in mm -hmm. uh, all season long. They haven't been in great spots. Uh, the schedule hasn't been in their favor, but I, I think coming into this one, Penn State probably a little lax. Uh, looking ahead to other big games, Indiana can come in here. Uh, you know. Some of their offensive numbers actually are pretty good. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit like Mississippi State, where you look at their offensive numbers. If you, you know, sort of ignore that Iowa game, which, you know, first game of the season, you might chalk that one off. Uh, but, you, you know, we talked about the Cincinnati game. They dominated that game in the first half and should have been up more and more. Uh, you know, they really dominated that Western Kentucky game for three-fourths of the game. And then that uh, last quarter, uh, Western Kentucky made a push on them. So, that's why I sort of like this number here with Indiana. I, I think they're a team built to cover like plus 13s, plus 10s. I don't know if they're a team that's capable of covering minus eights and 10s. So yeah. uh, I really like this one. I like it as a, a push pass uh, Penn State where they look ahead. I still don't trust that Penn State offense enough uh, for them to be covering 14-point spreads as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't trust that quarterback yeah. enough to really take advantage of that Indiana defense. Next up, speaking of Western Kentucky, they go to Michigan State. Tough loss last week to Indiana. They made a nice little push there. Uh, Michigan State uh, found a way to win games like they've done all season long. I think this is a tough spot for uh, Michigan State here. I think Western Kentucky could go in here and maybe sneak it, especially from what we've seen from the Michigan State offense so far. Yeah, it's like you said. Uh, we haven't seen – I haven't seen enough from Michigan State offensively. Uh, yeah, they got the win at Miami, but Miami has the same struggles offensively mm -hmm. that uh, Michigan State does. And, and Western Kentucky's offense is there. Uh, they've played a tough schedule. Uh, I, don't, I think they're better than what their schedule uh, reflects. This is a team – ready to get into conference play, but uh, I think they're wanting to get into that conference play with some momentum and, and, and getting 11. Mm -hmm. I really like, uh, I'm eyeing that money line. Too. Yes. I, I must say I'm eyeing the money line again this week for yeah. Western Kentucky. Uh, Cause really, I, I don't think Michigan state and Indiana are that, 
you know, much of a different team. Michigan State has the flashier record, but talent-wise and what I've seen, I think they're in, in and about the sort of same Indiana's level. better offensively, in my opinion. Yes, I, I think so. So uh, I see no reason why Western Kentucky can't play with this team after they just played uh, with Indiana the week before. So they know what's coming here, yeah. and uh, I think they'll be ready to go in this game and really play a tough matchup here uh, with Michigan State and uh, maybe try to spring this upset. Uh, Michigan State's been asking for it for a couple of weeks here. We'll see if they can find a way to win another one. All right, Auburn goes into LSU 9 o'clock at night. Uh, those fans will be sauced up. Uh, Auburn has not won in LSU since, I think, 1999. That's, that's so late. I think they'll have to be sauced, <laughs> sober up, and then get sauced up again. Maybe so. Uh, Auburn at LSU, minus 3.5 for LSU. Where are you looking at this game? Uh, I think LSU takes it. Yeah. Uh, after what I saw from Auburn, yeah, they were a little competitive in Penn State, but they they just look like the Auburn they've been for the past three or four years. They they've they you know they've hung on to Bo Nix. They haven't figured out a solution to him. Uh, well, you know they did bench they him. Did, they did bench they, him towards the end, but they said he's going to start this game. Yeah, and uh, so, I think they're scared to put that uh, back up in there. Who is a former LSU quarterback who transferred? Uh, so. I think Bo Nix is getting but, a play here, which only makes me want to take LSU even more. Well, looking at these two teams, talent-wise, LSU's a much better mm -hmm. roster. Um, I think I think they were a little bit not ready for the season when they went into that road game at UCLA. Uh, I think they play that again. I think LSU gets the win. This being in Tiger Stadium, 9 p.m. game, uh, got to go LSU. There. Yeah, I, I really like LSU here. I, I think they're starting to – sort of find their rhythm and find how they're going to play football this season. I, I think they've been a little lost the last couple of seasons, probably trying to mimic a little bit too much that Joe Burrow team. This is not that Joe Burrow team. Uh, this one sort of has to cut and paste its way mm -hmm. to offensive points. And, uh, you know, it, it's not quite as shut down as, uh, you know, previous LSU teams. It's a little more bend but don't break, uh, you know, like you saw in that Mississippi State game. Gave up a lot of yards, did not get scores, got turnovers. And uh, I think if there's one thing Auburn will do, it'll give you turnovers. And uh, I think LSU rolls in this game. I, I really, really like them. I think they might be able to make a push uh, for that number two spot in the SEC West here. So uh, really like uh, the way the Tigers came off that Mississippi State game. Uh, we'll see if they can keep that going in this game at minus three and a half in that one. Washington goes to the Oregon State Beavers. Big game in Beaverland here. Uh, I think if Oregon State really wants to roll and make a push here, they got to win this game. This is their actual statement game. They went down to USC, won that one. Yeah. But they got to beat Washington up north to sort of state that we're here to be in a contention here in the Pac-12 North. I love the way Oregon State's offense is looking yeah. right now. Jonathan Smith has them flying. So Oregon State minus two and a half. Washington comes there. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, I, I tend to lean more Oregon State here. Uh, yeah, Washington's had a couple solid games, but they haven't really impressed me a whole lot. And Oregon State has, has come out guns blazing and uh, – them being at home, that's a tough place to go in yeah, and play. Always hard to go into Corvallis. I'd be very interested if Oregon State and Purdue played again off of week one, how that result would turn out. Because I think Oregon State sort of found their way in this season. Yeah. I think Purdue sort of come back to the pack a little bit here. Really like the way this Oregon State offense has looked. Uh, it was a masterpiece last week versus USC. And uh, Washington, 
gotten a little bit better in the last couple of weeks, but uh, some of that might be competition wise. Uh, we'll see if that uh, defense can hold on enough to slow Oregon State's offense down and they find a little bit of offense in this game. I will say Oregon State's defense, not uh, a real yeah. uh, threat to really shut anyone down, though they did manage to uh, shut down uh, USC's offense, but uh, that's uh, a different kettle of fish in that yeah. uh, a disaster of a program right now. But I I'm really uh, curious about this game to see if Oregon State can sort of find themselves and make themselves a little bit of a, a push in that Pac-12 North in uh, this one. All right, Arizona State at UCLA. UCLA, three-point favorites in this one. Uh, Arizona State, um, I'm a little down on them. I just haven't yeah. liked the way they've looked all season long. Yes, they have a three-and-one record, but uh, if you actually watch the games, I just don't even think they're a real contender in this game versus UCLA. I think UCLA uh, just waxes them pretty good here, much like BYU. Yeah, I think uh, Chip Kelly's got UCLA turned around really good after that loss. I think his uh, coaching experience helped get this team right back on track. Arizona State uh, hasn't really done a lot to get my confidence yeah. this year. Uh, and them just and, – and It's just it's the, sloppy. It's yeah. what it is. And it's UCLA looked really solid last week against Stanford. Yes. That game was never in doubt. Stanford scored some points, but UCLA matched them. Uh, stayed ahead for, I think – start to finish yes, in that game. Uh, so I'm going to trust UCLA and, and the Bruins here. I don't have a pick in on that yet, but that'll probably come in. Later. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, I, I was impressed with the way UCLA. That is, you know, in years past, that's a game where UCLA goes into Stanford coming off, you know, the bad loss to Fresno, and then they compound it by losing to Stanford. But they went in there, took care of business, yeah. and I think they come in here and take care of, uh, you know, an Arizona state team who I just haven't liked the way they look. They're sloppy. They don't do things right. They shoot themselves in the foot commonly. I think UCLA goes in there, mulls them, runs all over them, much like BYU did. Uh, UCLA, better version of BYU. So I think uh, they handle Arizona state pretty easy in this game. And lastly, UConn okay. at Vanderbilt. And I'm making you pick this game. You are going to have to give me a winner in this one. UConn goes to Vandy. Vandy, the double-digit favorite. How often do you get that one? 14-and-a-half-point favorite for the Vanderbilt Commodores for some matchup of Titans amongst men here. UConn, Vandy, how do you think this game breaks down? I was wondering why you had this on our list. Uh, probably one of the worst games of the weekend. I am very, very excited to see how this game plays out and how many people are in the stands for this barn burner of a game. Oh, gosh. I this is where you see how gambling affects it because if people are actually in the stadium, what's the over -under they that, have bet on this game. Well, what's the over-under that they would have to pay you to sit through this game? I don't know if I'd do it for $100. All right. I don't know if I'd give up a whole day <laughs> to watch this. Um, I'm inviting you over to watch this game. Big screen. Screen number one. Bandy, you come. No. Uh, <laughs> is this on TV? It is on TV. ESPNU. Yes, ESPNU still exists. It's getting prime time spot on ESPNU. Uh <laughs> I'd have to take UConn plus the points. Oh, my. UConn plus the points. They have been a little bit frisky uh, the last couple games. 
had a very, very interesting game versus Wyoming, uh, where uh, Wyoming needed a two-point conversion to win the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't quite understand that one, considering Wyoming was throwing up 60s the previous two weeks. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, UConn's been a little bit spunky. They did score 21 points versus the Army. Uh, I can't take Vanderbilt double digit, double. Yeah. Two touchdown favorites. Can't do it. It's I'm, over I'm, two touchdowns because it's 14 and a half. I'm taking the 14 and a half. He is taking the 14 I'm on and the a half versus the Yukon Huskies. I'm riding the Vanderbilt Commodores here. I think they get a big blowout here after a very, very miserable game for Georgia last week. I think Yukon drops back down. I think we get like a 24-0 Vanderbilt Commodores win. I, I that's not an actual pick on my picks though. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not taking this thing either. That is not going on my record. However, this game plays out, but uh, I thought it'd be a fun one. Good to bragging game there. Definitely so. All right, those are our games of the week. Now it's time to get into our picks of the week. How many picks you got this week? I got 15. I think I got like 12 picks this week. Yeah. All right. So you got 15. Why don't you start it out for us? I'm going to start out. I'm taking the no-brainer UAB minus one and a half versus Liberty. Well, guess what? I'm also on that UAB game. I think we both uh, were very hyped up about UAB getting one and a half. So we're on the same page on that one. What do you got next? I'm taking the under Ole Miss Alabama. Talked about it. I think uh, Ole Miss defense is just scrappy enough to keep this game a little slower than what it's been in years past. Yeah. Next up for me, we didn't get into this game, but it's a very interesting game in the Mac. Buffalo versus Western Michigan. I'm taking Buffalo plus the seven at home versus Western they Michigan. They look good at home. That's what I, I think this is a tough uh, place for Western Michigan to go. I think they're getting a little bit of a bloated line because they have that win over Pittsburgh, but Buffalo doesn't tend to lose Mac games by more than seven points at home. So I, I think them getting seven at home, they're really highly efficient offense. If you look at their numbers, it's not an explosive offense, but it moves the ball four yards at a time. And their defense has been pretty solid this year. So getting seven points versus Western Michigan, really big game in the Mac though, uh, should determine a lot of things in the Mac. Uh, but plus seven for Buffalo is my next pick. Yeah, for my third pick, I'm taking Kansas State plus 10 and a half uh, against the Oklahoma team who they've had had their number for many years and I, I may not get the win but I love the 10 and a half all right I'm staying in the Mac and going Eastern Michigan plus two and a half over Northern Illinois I'm also doing a double up over the 60 in this game uh, these are the two highest yardage offensive teams in there and then defensively they're also the two highest yardage giving up. Uh, so that tells me there's not going to be much defense in this game. A lot of yards, a lot of points. I think Eastern Michigan goes in there and gets the win. I really like the way they've played the last couple of weeks. I think Northern Illinois comes back down to earth, but I do think there's going to be a lot of yardage and points this one. Yeah. So we're going Eastern Michigan plus two and a half over the 60 in that one. All right. I'm, I'm taking Georgia Tech getting three and a half at home versus Pittsburgh. I think uh, Pittsburgh got exposed a little bit last week. I think they're going to be uh, – showing their true colors this week going on the road to Georgia Tech. I don't have that one on my list because it's a wait and see because I think there might be a lot of people who are once again very hyped up by Pittsburgh. Throw a little money on Pittsburgh. I think I might be able to get a little bit more points in that Georgia <laughs> Tech game. So it's not here. Saturday, tune in to Winning Daily. It might make it. Mine's been locked in since Monday. <laughs> so I'm waiting to see if that number moves up any and I can get even more on that one. So Next up for me, I'm going, we didn't touch on this game, Ohio State minus the 15 and a half versus Ooh, Rutgers. Take out some frustration. On I Rutgers. think this is take out frustration on Rutgers. Uh, this is sort of the opposite of the Michigan. 
Ohio State has owned Rutgers and owed them very badly. And uh, I think Rutgers, uh, if you watch that Michigan game, they really struggled in the first half. I, I believe it was like 20 to three. And then Michigan decided yeah. not to do any offense. Mm -hmm. So I think if Ohio State gets up 20 to three, my guess is they don't get shut down and don't score in the second half. Yeah. Uh, so I think this 15 and a half number is a little bit low because I think people are down a little bit on Ohio State. And I don't think quite Rutgers can take advantage uh, you know, of Ohio State's poor defense. Granted, Akron seemed to be able to take advantage of it, uh, but uh, we, we didn't get into the Akron Ohio game uh, battle for the Ophers. Uh, we we surely should have put that one next to the UConn Vanderbilt game. Uh, anyway, Ohio State minus 15 and a half versus Rutgers for me. I got Central Michigan plus one at Miami of Ohio. We're really big in the MAC this yep. week. We're, yep. The MAC conference has started and we're hammering it home. Next up for me, I'm going Arkansas State plus the two versus Georgia Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern fired the coach. Everybody thought it was a little weird. And then, uh, videos of uh, players before the game uh, riding on top of moving buses and drinking came out and uh, that pretty much summed up probably why he got fired. Uh, why Georgia Southern is favored after that uh, is coming out versus an Arkansas State team who I think is pretty solid. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I'm going to take advantage of that line and uh, take that plus two there. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, South Carolina minus a seven at home versus Troy. I think this uh, South Carolina team has been fighting hard. They're ready for a win. Destroy teams, a team they can get a good one. I, I'm going to take them covering the touchdown. Yeah, very interesting one. We didn't get into that one. I didn't quite touch on it. Yeah. Uh, really low, uh, which made me wonder why it was so low, especially with Troy coming off a, uh, you know, Minnesota upset got uh, all the thing. But uh, Troy was like 28 point favorites versus UL Monroe and did not win that game. So uh, there were two pretty much 30 point uh, dog uh, wins outright last week. Uh, that one got underplayed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that one was weird. And then that line comes in low. Uh, who knows with that Troy team there. But uh, interesting game on that one. Next up for me, I'm going Mississippi State plus the seven and a half first Texas A&M. We already talked about A&M's mm -hmm. poor offense. I think Mississippi State goes in there, pulls that win out. All right. Next up, I'm taking your team, the Demon Deacons of Wake <laughs> Forest, minus seven uh, home against Louisville. I don't trust this Louisville team. Uh, and I'm starting to trust Wake Forest, so I think I think they're gonna they're gonna cover that seven points. All right, next up, another barn burner of a game for me: UTEP, Oof. the Miners, minus five and a you half. You have to put that on one of your teammates too. <laughs> yeah, I will put this one on there. UTEP minus five and a half versus Old Dominion. Old Dominion, terrible defensive team. UTEP's been a little spunky on the offensive side of things. Yeah. Pretty solid at home. I think this number is a little low, probably because everybody goes through the long list of games and sees UTEP Old Dominion and doesn't look at it and just goes to the next game. So I think there's a little bit of an advantage there for UTEP at uh, minus five and a half versus Old Dominion. They say that and then they'll lose outright. But uh, like that five and a half versus uh, Old Dominion in that one. I'm, I'm going to next up, uh, I'm going to take uh, the Texas rivalry. I'm going to take Texas minus five at TCU. All right, next up for me, I'm going out west. I talked about Corvallis. I talked about Oregon State and that offense. I'm taking Oregon State minus the two and a half first Washington in this one. Really like the way Oregon State uh, is playing right now. I, I think they can, uh, well, it wouldn't be an upset because they're a favorite, but uh, it looks like an upset uh, when you look at the yeah. two teams. So uh, I think Oregon State pulls this one out. Uh, next up, I'm going to take the over 54 and a half in UCLA, Arizona State. I think this game is going to play out very similar to last week's UCLA Stanford game. 
I think uh, UCLA is going to troll this beginning to end, but both teams are going to score. It's going to get over that 54 and a half. All right. Uh, for me, I got LSU minus three and a half versus Auburn. I just think LSU is about to go on a little bit of a run here. And uh, I think Auburn is about to uh, go on a little bit of a bad losing spree here. I haven't liked the uh, body language out of that team so far this year. So LSU minus the three and a half in that one. Uh, I'm going to roll with Boston College. Plus 15 and a half at Clemson. All right. I don't think Clemson beats anybody by more than 15 and a half points this year. DJ might finally come alive. I don't think so. All right. Next up for me, Arkansas, Georgia, under 48 and a half. I think this is a ground and pound game. I don't think this one gets much outside the 20s here. And uh, I, if it was, you know, 14, 10, I would not be stunned in uh, that sort of thing. So uh, Arkansas under 48 and a half for me. Well, for that reason, I'm going to take Arkansas plus the 18 and a oh, half. Oh, going with it. I, I, I like that that amount of points. I think I'd probably stay away if it got under the 14, but I love the 18 and a half. I, that's two touchdowns and a field goal plus a little more. I'm taking Arkansas plus the 18 and a half. And my last one on the week, Oregon, Stanford. I'm going under the 58 total here. I just thought that was a little bit too high for a game that's probably going to be played in the mid-20s. Maybe somebody cracks 30, but uh, I just that seems like a lot of points for two teams who uh, enjoy running the ball a whole lot and oh, yeah. are more defensive-based. Uh, so 58 seemed a little bit too high for me under the 58 Oregon-Stanford. Uh, I've got four left. I'm going to run through them real quick. Right. I'm going to take Western Kentucky plus the 10 and a half. We talked about it. We think uh, Western Kentucky's offense should be enough to stay within the 10 and a half against a poor Michigan State offense. Uh, just because I've been riding with them all year, I'm taking my Bulldogs. Uh, Fresno State minus all 10 right. and a half at Hawaii. I got to stick with Making them. Making the travel to the island. Ride or die with Fresno <laughs> State Bulldogs. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. The home favorites, minus three and a half for Baylor. I'm not a believer in this Baylor team. If they can get this win, I will be a believer. But until they prove me wrong, I don't believe in them just yet. You'll be back a non-believer in Oklahoma State, I think, is the question. <laughs> uh, and then finally, I'm going to finish up. I'm going to take Purdue and Jeff Brom, minus the two and a half at home against Minnesota. Uh, I, I think this Purdue team is still pretty talented. They've had a couple poor performances, uh, but still only have the one loss to Notre Dame. Uh, I think they can get this win against Minnesota. All right. Those are our picks for the week. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our shows. Our NFL show will be dropping tomorrow with me and Achilles Rain. You can get all those picks. Be sure to tune in for Winning Daily on Saturday so you get all our parlays, our money line upset specials. There'll probably be a couple horse races thrown in there. We've been a little hot on the horse races of late, so uh, be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of those picks. That's our show, and we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time.